is also this uh, very simple joy of uh, being here. Yeah, just the simple joy of uh, being alive. So sometimes just being alive is really enough. Present moment awareness without doing anything particular, just resting, uh, an awake resting, not not like a dull, uh, comfort-seeking resting, but uh, like just being present, you know, being awake. And part of the joy of this moment is also that togetherness. Uh, you look, uh, you know, into the into the screen. If you have the gallery view on, so there's uh, there's people there just like you, yeah? and we come together uh, with a certain intention. You know? Everyone here has the intention to grow, uh, to wake up, and is attracted to the teachings of the Buddha. So that's very beautiful. There's a, there's a there can be a deep joy in that. You know? Then you're know, having this connection, for example, now with this text, the Bodhisattva of Shanti Deva, you know, like really an ancient text. It was like written 1,500 years ago. Yeah. And uh, so that's uh, this uh, this meeting now is connected with that, and with that also connected with all the generations of people uh, who uh, work with that text. It's a simple joy in being alive and being able to breathe and hear and see. It's a mystery. This moment as it is, is really a mystery. And if we put aside the addiction to the past and the future, which does not exist except in our fantasies, and we stay in this moment, then we might discover uh, this very simple joy of being present and the, the joy of being aware. Even if that what you're aware of is not that great right now, maybe there's some unresolved things in you happening or you know, there's some fear, but, but even that, in, in the experience of that, there's a there, there can be a there's a joy so joy is not necessary only feeling good in that sense so there can be also a, a subtle a more subtle joy even in feeling pain yeah. even in in discovering a, a contraction in your body and opening to that there's, there can be a joy discovered, discovered there. This is all we have, this moment. And it's a mystery. It's, it's awesome. Even if it sucks a little right now for you. So this curiosity also of being willing to feel the human experience, there's joy in that. So let's uh, 
sit quietly. And you allow yourself, you give yourself the permission to do nothing. Yeah, so no imagination, you know, no, uh, no somehow manipulating your experience as it is, and just the simplicity of this moment yeah, as it is. And you can close your eyes if you want. If you keep your eyes open, they are relaxed without particularly looking at something. And then you just do what you do. So you think what you think, you feel what you feel. Dropping the agenda of the little I, of the little me. Noticing the aliveness in the body and the aliveness of your senses. Just receive. So just experience whatever wants to go through. The, the sounds around you, my voice, thoughts and feelings, sensations in your body. And we can appreciate that everything happens by itself, so we don't need to add to this or take away. This moment is what it is, and it can't be different. And somehow, witnessing is happening through you. Awareness is happening through you. Being present is happening through you. And try not to rely on thoughts, on the inner dialogue. Rely on presence, rely on silence. And here silence, not in the sense that your, your mind needs to calm down. Rely on the silence which is surrounding and pervading this. Not knowing what this is, ideas of what meditation is or what this is good for or where does it lead or where does it come from and just just this not knowing what this is having no clue what this is 
maybe this is the last five minutes where you can experience this, whatever this is, not knowing what this is, but maybe it's the last five minutes to feel aliveness, your aliveness. your hands, your heart, your hips, your feelings. Rely on silence. Rely on presence. Nowhere further to go. path ahead, just this. Spacious aliveness. Returning, resting. Breathing. Everything happens by itself. How wonderful. And any meaning is not needed. Sometimes it's enough to just be alive.
and silence. And then we can conclude with uh, the intention to slow down short moments again and again in the coming hours, in the coming days, in the coming weeks, and to rely on silence, and to rely on the ocean of calm which is surrounding us, pervading us to recognize the silence, even in the movement, even in the noise. We are always here in the mystery of spacious aliveness. So I would like to uh, say a few words about the two other other lazinesses. So the second, the first one is a comfort orientation. The second is losing heart. And losing heart has uh, to do with um, the joy of meaning. And uh, it seems for human beings this is one of the most important joys. The joy of meaning. The joy of an undercurrent in your life which makes what you do meaningful, whatever that is, or what makes what is happening meaningful. Uh, So whatever that is. So an undercurrent in our life which makes this fucking difficult human life meaningful. Particularly the, the, the moments where things fall apart. 
the moments where we are hurt, the moments where we don't get what we want and we get what we don't want. Uh, so to have an undercurrent in our life which transforms this into meaning. And of course that's conceptual and it is um, a provisional step. Yeah. So it's a bit paradoxical uh, compared to the meditation I just led, where it was, uh, you know, finding a place of aliveness without giving any meaning. Yeah. But um, since we are conceptual beings, uh, so the the map you use to navigate this unexpressible and undescribable universe that makes a difference for us. What kind of map we use? So in the Tibetan tradition, you know, there's the map of you know, different maps. You have the Shravakayana, the Mayana, and the Tantrayana map, or Vajrayana map. So different maps. You might use a rational, materialistic map. You know? So different kinds of maps which, uh, which gives us some, some orientation. It's all made up, obviously. So it's all, but uh, but it's uh, it has an impact. And uh, depending on the map we use, we can uh, we can come into places in our life where we feel it doesn't matter. I give a shit. It's all, it, is, it all doesn't matter. I don't make a difference. It's completely meaningless. Not in a non-dual sense, meaningless, but in a nihilistic sense, it's all meaningless. Yeah. So this is, uh, you know, in the Tibetan tradition, uh, finding uh, bodhicitta as the undercurrent in your life. Uh, bodhicitta which transforms everything we do, everything we feel, everything we do into gold, into meaning. So it's good to reflect on and to be aware of the map you use to navigate in your life. And it is, is it an empowering map? Obviously, it needs to be based on something convincing. And, you know, I mean, uh, we can't just adopt uh, a bullshit New Age map uh, if you know, this is kind of out of... Uh, you know, so we also, it needs to somehow fit into our rational mind or our scientific mind, depending on... Yeah, so it is very... Very different from person to person. So his holiness, uh, you know, saying, uh, "Don't give up hope. You never give up. Never give up." Yeah. So how can we come to uh, come to a felt sense of that? How can we make crisis and crisis and old age and sickness and 
the journey of death, how can we make it meaningful? And uh, for me, the, the best maps I encountered so far is the Tibetan Buddhist tradition. Otherwise, I, it, it's the map I use is very complex. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but um, uh, it's completely crazy, my map. Um, but um, but a big part of my map is um, is uh, is uh, you know that a lot of the things I I received in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition, and so far, uh, so far you know this map, this undercurrent in my life. Uh, gave everything meaning and gives everything meaning. Everything which is happening. Everything what I do. And my mistakes, my failure, my stupidness, everything. My joy, my, my attachment, my, my aggression, my violence, and my sadness. Uh, and also what is happening, happening around me. You know, my, my mother dying, uh, corona. All this is really meaningful for me. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I have a sense uh, that uh, the undercurrent in my life uh, will be able to uh, support my heart so that I don't lose my heart. No more. No matter what happens. I mean, if the whole thing's whole thing collapse, uh, you know. I, uh, I think that's uh, I, there's a confidence in me, yeah? which might be, uh, which might, uh, which might also collapse. But even that, I think, uh, will you know, the dark night of the soul, uh, you know, a Christian term for that, uh, for this experience in the life of a practitioner when you lose the ground and this nice map you have used so suddenly collapse and. So even that uh, is part of my map, that that is also part of a meaningful life, the dark night of the soul. That doesn't mean that I don't have the feelings of despair and so on. Yeah? Of course, I have them, but, uh, but they are meaningful. So I can really understand how the, how the His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, uh, from, a, from the depths of his heart says, don't give up. Never lose heart. And if you lose heart, then don't lose heart. <laughs> yeah. So also losing heart needs to be part of the map. Giving up. You're completely allowed to give up. Just give up. It's no problem. So, and then the last one is uh, self-despondency. And I talked a lot about that. Uh, you know, it's one of my favorite topic, yeah? the sense of unworthiness, uh, guilt, shame, culture. I'm not good enough. Yeah? So, uh, 
I talk a lot about you know, the provisional practices of self-compassion. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, one of the simple practices, and uh, I've I've taught them also in the Tuesday group, is uh, this simple mantra. Uh, which I have to translate in, into Sanskrit, so it sounds a bit more spiritual, but I say it in English now. I love myself. This is... Wow. I love myself. And to remember that, and to say it in your own words, yeah. Maybe indifferent. Maybe I love myself is a bit too cheesy for you, but, it, but like it, the sense of, yeah. and uh, it's amazing. I mean, uh, whenever I, I come into a tightness here in this retreat with my mother. <laughs> You know, my mother is really a bitch. You know? So don't, don't, uh, so it's not like, well, you know, I'm with this nice old uh, woman, wise woman, you know, not at all. So, so when I come into tightness, you know, into a regression, then, well, I love myself. And when I feel, uh, you know, when I feel, uh, when I feel, Reactive. I love myself more. And when I, you know, when I say snappy things to her, uh, being five years old, I love myself more. I just love myself more because. I always deserve to be loved more, not less. Always. So I love myself. And I just say it. And sometimes I feel, oh shit, I have to I have read too much American Buddhism. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I say it anyway. I love myself. And sometimes, in the beginning, when I say it, it doesn't make sense. It seems to be the most stupid thing to say. And I say it. And I say it again. I love myself. And I love myself for not loving myself. Because, very simple, I always deserve to be loved more, not less. Like every one of you. It's very simple. You always deserve to be loved more, not less. Always. Like every child. Like every animal. Like every person. Deserves to be loved more, not less. So, according to these teachings on laziness, the last one is the biggest one. Hmm. 
So when we feel falling into a uh, falling into that hole of heaviness and giving up and so then probably there's a pre-conscious deep self-rejection. And that particular for us in our insane culture, insane society, particular for us, this is the biggest hindrance to shine. Yeah? It's the bit, bit, biggest hindrance of bodhicitta. It's the biggest hindrance to shine as who you are. Yeah. So shine here doesn't mean that we all need to become extrovert and you know doing things and you know talking to many people. Shine as the person, as the flower you are, as the unique person you are. Shine as a shy person. And then you love yourself more if you notice that you're afraid to shine. I have to say it again. This is probably for most of us the biggest obstacle. And it comes from uh, from uh, the, the paradigm of sin. <laughs> of the paradigm of that something in us is screwed. So there, again, the paradigm, how we navigate in this life is so important because uh, you know, in the Tibetan culture, you know, they have the par- paradigm, the children, they grow up in, in the paradigm of Buddha nature. So that's completely different of a basic goodness, of a, ba- basic, uh, of a basic in indestructible sanity and mental health within our being. And they're in touch with that. They don't have even words like guilt or, uh, you know, I mean, they not even have words for these things. Because they know that they are basically awakened beings who are here to love. And then there is contemporary afflictions, contemporary obscurations, adventitious obscurations, but you know they have the tools to work with them. So, so to uh, to find that you know that place within you, that undestructible, uncorruptible core, the essence. So that's uh, you know that's such an important puzzle in in all of this. being able to love whatever arises, being able to love whatever arises within you and around you.
Okay, so is there any question, Daniel? I don't think so, huh? Uh, not yet. Not yet, But, okay. Uh, there's a comment uh, yeah. saying um, self-deception can lead me to that cocoon state of becoming lazy. Uh, mm -hmm. I touched on that, but if you, maybe if you want to say something more about that. In the meantime, if anyone has a question, mm -hmm. you can either write it in the comment section or you can unmute yourself. Yeah, I think lazy, uh, lazy is, is not a good word. Uh, I mean, I used it myself, laziness, but then I defined it in this uh, three character uh, with these three aspects, because I think quite often when we use the word lazy, um, it's like a judgment. And it's a judgment from the productivity madness of our time which is insane, which, which destroys this planet. But it's in us. Yeah? So that's, I think, often we use laziness like that. Oh, I'm so lazy. Yeah? Or you are so lazy. Why are you so lazy? Yeah? And uh, so that's part of the sense of unworthiness is We have learned in our psychological history that our worth depends on how productive we are, what the outcome is. In, in, and here the outcome, not in the sense of happiness, <laughs> not in the, in the sense of the capacity to love, not in the sense of genuine happiness, the outcome in, in appearance, in how much money is on our account how much many friends we have. Yeah? So that's, uh, and then, uh, yeah, so laziness and self-deception. Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, I don't know, that that's, I connect with the topic of the shadow there, you know, so things we are not aware of. So there is a whole uh, investigation into shadow work. So, you know, making shadow work part of our journey also becoming curious of that which we actually can't see within us. And, uh, and there's two major ways of shadow work. One is using dreams and the other is marrying a wise woman. <laughs> so these are the two. Or, yeah, okay, but that's not an option for many for us. Like, Uh, hanging around, uh, you know, a master, you know, a, a real master, not like a self-proclaimed awakened person or so, but a real, a real mature master, huh? because they will just see through our shit and point to it, and then we will see our self-deception. Yeah, uh, as a wise wife also does. So that's more uh, <laughs> it's, it's more realistic for us. I don't know what I can say to a woman. Maybe a wise girlfriend. Yeah. Because your guy there, he, he can't do that. They are too stupid.
I have really fun, you know, to say, <laughs> to say, <laughs> to say stupid things. Uh, so, is there another question? Uh, no, not uh, not right now. Okay. Any other question uh, comes up or comment? Um, I have a question. I don't know. Maybe it is too big. But I have the experience that I find it very um, easy to discover joy and find joy, find joy on my own. But it's much more challenging mm. in relationships mm. with people. Yeah, it can be so disturbing, and yes. we can get into all these laziness together. I mm. find mm. that's my challenge right now. Yeah, yeah, I understand that challenge. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Possibly it has a bit to do with this extroversion, introversion quality. So at least in my in my case. Uh, and I was always puzzled about this question. I, I have not solved it, but as a true introvert. Am I supposed to just enjoy my introversion? Or am I supposed to push a bit there where I can grow, you know, push to the edge? And there's always that, uh, that thing in my life, like, uh, oh, can I, can I finally have a break and, and you know, and, and give up on on being joyful with others. Um, it's different for me when I teach, yeah? So so don't, maybe I don't know how I appear, but uh, uh, you know, if, I, if I wouldn't be the teacher here, I wouldn't say a word. And I would be happy with that. And, you know, if we would be together for a, a few weeks, you probably wouldn't know me because I, I wish you just there. Yeah. So it's just this role of uh, you know I, I kind of be I am conditioned uh, by my experience as a teacher to to enjoy this yeah um, so I have not uh, I have not solved that uh, so I. I mean, I, I still do both. So on, on one hand, um, I really enjoy that I'm introvert and that I can enjoy myself. I mean, if I'm alone, I mean, I can be two years alone, literally in a heart, without talking with anyone. And I enjoy every sunrise. And I enjoy every cup of coffee. <laughs> and, and I enjoy the animals and I enjoy to do reading and to my practice and I enjoy to be cold and hot and, and I just enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but somehow there was always a bit of, okay, I enjoy this now. You know, what is with the others? Yeah, so, uh, and 
what what it helps me is to consciously go into situations and into uh, groups into workshops into retreats with exactly this is explored yeah for me it does not work at all to to try this uh in in like in a, just you know with a group of people where this is not uh, uh, where this is not expressed and where there's no exercises where i'm pushed and and where i where i can share my fears and my contractions and uh, so i think for me it, for me it only i mean i for me it was really less particular in my 20s i did a lot of this kind of stuff and then um, and then the last three years uh, so so i consciously work uh, go into space which i'm really scared of but uh, where i where i'm challenged in this and that and where the connection is uh, is facilitated through exercises through through that within the group this is made conscious you know the topic of connection and and the topic of joy in relationship and looking at each other and touching and dancing together and and things like that and 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 yes and then i have had experience of uh, of 90% suffering but 10% social joy <laughs> and 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 uh, and, uh, and it's worth it yeah does it uh, say something to your question or is it completely different direction I don't know really yeah. um, it, it does say something mm. um, but it's so complex so I have to think more about it yeah it's so complex I mean uh, yeah and thinking you know, I read so many books about this. It didn't help at all. <laughs> yeah, but what, but but what, what helped is to go to a conscious relationship, uh, you know, workshop or something like that. Communication workshop. Yeah, uh, talking in front of other workshop or so. Yeah, and and they have also all theories and you know, and it's a little helpful. Yeah, but uh, I think the way to have some changes is uh, you know to to go into the hot seat and uh, and, um, and and do it, and then uh, I mean I really believe in the healing and transformative transformative power of uh, loving awareness. Yeah, so. Uh, in a situation like with friends or in a group, uh, when I when I'm confronted with uh, shrinking, uh, then uh, I think the practice of breathing it in and giving my, me myself some relief. I love myself. You know, uh, nobody loves me here in this group. They all dislike me, but I love myself. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's I think that's always so helpful you know, to find some kind of uh, loving presence, loving awareness with 
with the complexity and also with the feeling, wow, I will never figure this out. And um, then to just be present to, to what is. And, and, um, and I've always find uh, uh, more peace with that attitude. With that kind of practice. Okay. Stefan, I was reminded that there were some uh, questions from last time that were uh, not yeah, Now I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can remember next time. Uh, yeah. Next yeah. If I forget, uh, you guys can kindly remind. Yeah, me. yeah. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So on Saturday, I will uh, uh, teach a whole day uh, on the seventh chapter of Shantideva's book, and it's part of a two-year program, but uh, it's open for everyone. So you can also just uh, join for that Saturday. Uh, And uh, so each of the chapter in Shantideva's book, one can work with them separately. One does not need to uh, uh, read the whole book. So it will be on Saturday from 10 to 5, uh, also also on Zoom with breaks in between. And um, uh, you can sign in on the FPMT DK website if you're interested. So I hope there was some joy. Here there was quite some joy, uh, talking about joy. Just to, to say joy, you know, after... Uh, so much saying fear and difficult feelings and how to handle anger. I mean, just to say joy again and joy and joy. So I, I really enjoyed it to, to say joy tonight. That's great. Yeah, maybe may, maybe all have more joy. Yeah, the the kind of hedonistic joy, not in a negative sense. So the joy coming through sense pleasure. Yeah, but also the uh, the joy uh, the joy of meaning. Yeah, the joy of love, the joy of silence. Yeah, so may we all have more joy uh, like that. And the different flavors of joy: intensive joy, quiet joy, you know, almost nothing moves joy. It's the joy of being alive. Yeah? So maybe all have joy, and yeah, so also the pigs. Yeah. So may, may the pigs have more joy. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, everyone, and even in in very difficult situations, uh, people can have the sparks of joy. You know? I mean, we really in in in. In the most horrible situations, people can have these moments of joy, you know, the, the joy of friendship, the joy of having uh, water. Yeah? So uh, may, may everyone is, uh, uh, may all beings have joy, yeah? joy, so joy everywhere. Yeah? And may this meeting be, be a condition for that, you know, for us and, and for the people in our life to just have more joy. Be a joy detective. 
seek out joy, look for joy. And not only the bungee jumping, uh, you know, excitement, uh, paragliding joy, you know, just the joy of, of having a cup of water, the joy of taking a shower, yeah? the joy of uh, seeing. Mm -hmm.